Cancelled. Sipping on a nice little vodka tonic. My buddy Jake Flores as we're about to take on episodes 13, 14, 15, and 16 of yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Oversized episode today. Are you starting to feel like this is a bad idea yet? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's been it's been a busy weekend because we all got shit to do, plus we're trying to tape all these while you're in town. Yeah. But I'm kind of enjoying, like... I've gotten into this routine of whatever when I'm done doing whatever I'm doing for the day, I get a little stoned, and then I watch like five episodes of Cowboy Bebop, and I go to sleep. <laughs> it's not bad, honestly. That's pretty tight, man. Um, how was your fun, fun, fun fest yesterday? It was pretty good. I The reason I was joking about being uh, overwhelmed with this is because I knew I was going to nerd out on it real hard, and I've been in this... So I, I, I've been working on this like notes for this for like hours at a time before I go into FunFest. Yeah, there's a fucking just K hole in the internet of right. freaks that have figured all the shit out about this show. So uh, I got up the other day, I kind of did that through my hangover, and then went in yesterday, and it was pretty fun. Uh, always good to come back here and see everyone and stuff. This fest, uh, you know, there were, I don't know. I've, I didn't really like freak out about anything yesterday. Anti Mask was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know them. That's um, at the Drive-In people's new band, oh, Mars Lord. Volta people. Um, yeah. and they're uh, at the Drive-In was like this crazy prog punk band, like in the from El Paso. I right. grew up here in Texas, and so everyone was like in awe of them when they were happening. Yeah, and then they made the Mars Volta, which took them in this crazy like prog rock direction. Also, very heady and very cool. So this guy's kind of mythic in my mind. Right. Uh, now, 10 years later, he's just turning into Gene Simmons. It's the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest fucking thing. He's this Mexican dude with a Jufro that's just turning into... He looks like him without the makeup. He's, Is he uh, just selling uh, like Mars Volta branded <laughs> coffins and shit like his? Yeah, no, not quite that bad. But the music is just super like eighties now and shit. <laughs> weird. It's weird when you see people come full circle because yeah, like yeah. no one is cool, right? Like, <laughs> it's just you can be cool for a very brief Short period, period of your life, time. and yeah, then yeah, your yeah. real inner dad just comes out <laughs> at some point. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I enjoyed Word. them. Right on. Yeah, I thought Kurt Braunauer was hilarious yesterday. That was real fun. Uh, the guy from Cheap Trick was just dressed like Colonel Sanders during his set. <laughs> just full white tuxedo thing. Fucking A. Sure. Whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you Who would have thought that they would get a like hipster resurgence? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's this thing going on with these festivals where like, I, I'm kind of watching them. I watched Judas Priest last year, and I felt like this too, where I was just like, I can't tell if I really like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this ironic or not? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I'm having fun, but I'm really not sure why. I felt that way about Genuine last year yeah. at Fun 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 Fez <laughs> for two reasons. One, he that set existed solely because of Parks and Recreation, right? Sure, That's the yeah. reason any of us gave a shit about having Genuine pack. That makes Pony's sense. a catchy tune, but uh-huh. whatever. Uh, but number two, his set was 
bad, oh. like mythically bad. <laughs> like he played Pony and like maybe two other songs that no one recognized. Yeah. And then the rest of his set was him just vibing to songs he likes. Yeah, he's like just, <laughs> he's just like nodding his head. Oh, what y'all know about this? Like that was it. It was so weird. And then he went off on Michael. Like he played. He's like, I'm here for three reasons. One, the love of music. He was like, two, all of y'all. Or, no, it's like one, the man upstairs. Two, all of y'all, and three. Hit it, and this fucking Michael Jackson song starts swaying, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, what y'all know about Michael Jackson? The God." <laughs> and it's like, he fucks kids, man. Like we, yeah. we can't. I get <laughs> yeah. that. Like that music is good, yeah. but that's you can't then still be like, "I'm in Team Michael," right? When he fucks kids, that's just... like people who are still trying to get me to listen to Bill Cosby himself. It can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he was all over the place. He was also like, um, you know. I just want to dedicate this song to my kids. And then it was just a song about no. fucking. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking Who man. wants to go home with genuine tonight? Just taking his shirt off and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a dad. Like, yeah, yeah. Drive responsibly. He's, just an old, <laughs> he's an old man now. Everyone gets old. That's what it is. That's it. He's a dad again. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, episode 13, Jupiter J- or Session 13. Get, Get it right. right. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter Jazz Part 2. Yeah. Where last we met, uh, where last we left, Spike had a bullet in the chest. Right. Uh, Faye found out that Gren is a transsexual. We still don't know the right term. Uh, so, well, but we find out in this episode that it's like, I thought they were going to do some progressive shit where it's yeah. like, oh, this is just a trans person and whatever. Right, right. No, he got like weird hormone imbalance from a drug like uh, side effect. Yeah, we find out because he's explaining to uh, Faye about how he has this weird past with Vicious where they were in a war. They were in the military together? Yeah, Vicious was in the army apparently. Yeah, they were in a war on Titan which is one of Jupiter's moons. Right. Uh, there was some weird World War One style mo- war there that does not really explain and they like became friends because he was like Hey, buddy, uh, check out this music box or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, he, I think he's kind of in love with Vicious, too, is what's going on. There's something going Well, he keeps talking about how like we were comrades, but the whole time Vicious is like, we don't need comrades. I don't need anybody but myself. I'm just me or whatever. Right, yeah, he's a douchey fucking villain. Uh, and so Vicious gave him this music box. Uh, that plays a song called Julia in the soundtrack, by right. the way. Um, and then we find out later at the end of the episode, this thing about this music box we get back to or whatever. Uh, there's a scene where this is a good like Western thing where like he thinks uh, Vicious is throwing a knife at him to kill him, but it's actually hits the scorpion next yeah, to his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, That's pretty classic, pretty classic Western sure. tropey shit. Um, and then basically what happened was when uh, when Gren came back when they both came back from the war. Gren gets accused of being a spy, and he's accused because this music box that he had has a solar transmitter in it that's, like, communicating shit to the enemy. Right. And, uh... and uh, So he's saying that Vicious set him up. He thinks Vicious set him up, but he's not sure, and that's why he's here on Jupiter to, like, find Vicious and, and, and figure out his whole fucking Yeah, yeah, and ask him what happened. Yeah. Uh, wh- here's what... The other... The thing that happens... I, I'm getting... I'm growing increasingly tired of Faye... <laughs> as a as like a person, not even as a character, because like as a character, she's in, like she's introducing conflict and things. I get why she exists, but like I just don't like her. Really? Because um, she's a fucking crazy bitch. 
she literally all right so Faye, so so vicious tells her all this stuff they're sitting in his apartment whatever yep. and she's like and you try like you she says something like you selfishly help someone and then Whatever. She's, like, talking about how she made him come back here. Right, right, right. Then she just pulls out a gun and starts shooting at him in his own apartment. I thought that was weird, too. Fucking crazy. Yeah. He's not a threat. Like, he didn't drug you. He's not doing anything weird. He just brought you back here after he saved you from that... Well, he thinks he saved you. You were looking for a fight. Right. But, like, there's there's zero reason for you to try to murder him in that apartment. (laughs) Well, you know... She doesn't hit them. They're movie bullets. They go off in every which yeah, direction. Yeah, but she tried. Yeah. No, it's super weird. I think that, that that struck me as weird, too, but it's also a part of, like, a, maybe... There's this thing in this show where, like, sometimes we understand more than the characters do in yeah. the moment. And they're caught up in this big, fucking confusing, you know, uh, crazy plot twist thing involving this guy, Gren. Because he starts off as, like... Just a saxophone player. saxophone guy, and then an enemy, and then by the end of it, they're all like in love with him in this weird way. Which is like, this episode is strange to me. Sure, this episode's really fucking serious, and it's really super focuses on all their like personal relationships in yeah, a way that I think is really so. interesting. Very much so because it kind of meditates on like um, you know the fact that these are these loners but they're really like they kind of need each other Yeah, they're loners but they're lonely yeah somebody pointed this out i'm gonna fucking reference another podcast for a second i've been listening to this podcast called everything is coming up podcast (laughs) these uh these these two comics in la do about um the simpsons and they had danny gould came in and he was talking about mo sislak and he said mo sislak is modeled after a comedian like a stand-up comedian, yeah. in that he uh, he like yearns for connection with people, yet is too uh, he hates himself too much to actually do it. And right. that's, I think all these characters in that are this comedian. All the characters in Cowboy Bebop are most his like, <laughs> in, in I can see that, and that they're like they do need each other, but yeah. they're, all this other fucking neuroticness overcomes it and makes them kind of push away. And this this whole episode is a thing where they all go to this planet to a sub. Ostensibly leave each, each other, other. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then they end up getting back on a fucking ship. Yeah, it's... and even at one point, Jed even says to her, "Like, you took our money. You you left. The, you fucked up Bebop, but you left the other ships. Like, okay, was that a signal for us to try to come find you?" Yeah, he goes, "Were you just testing us or what?" I wrote that down too. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, she kind of was, right? He also says some fucking weird shit to her. He finds her. So like, after she tries to shoot up Gren, Gren like tackles her and kit like. Like ties her up, puts her in handcuffs, but yeah. just to like keep her from killing him, right. perfectly reasonable. He doesn't right. do anything creepy; he just right, leaves right, her in right. bed, uh, and then goes about his business. Uh, Jet finds her because he tracks down Grant's right. apartment. And when he finds her there, he like rolls her. O- he's like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" And he rolls her over. And he sees the handcuffs, and he goes, "Oh, I get it." One of those kind of guys. <laughs> oh, what you mean, kidnappers? Yeah, like, yeah. he's not even here. Right. What do you mean, one of those kind of guys? I think he meant they were having weird, weird sex. sex. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he thought. Uh, you know, Jet's an old fucking man. He, th- he is his dad. His inner dad's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he fi- he finds her. Jet finds her because he goes around trying to track her down with this uh, pretty funny photograph of her. Uh, which is weird because he doesn't have like a camera phone or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's one thing. The future, they've never, no one nailed what cell phones would be. <laughs> yeah, and it's so. The easy. future is always like there's video phones everywhere, right? Yeah. Walls, you talk on a TV, but no one had ever thought that a phone would be what they are now. Like yeah. no one got that. 
Uh, I like that he runs into that guy that keeps getting beat up by all the other cats. And he's going straight because yeah. of the beatdown. He's like, oh, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm going home. Yeah, he's, he's just sick of getting the shit kicked out of him. He sees like a garbage truck and he's like, this might be a job opportunity. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's 100% done with the fucking whatever crime got his ass kicked. I do like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then how do, we get to this weird se- series of flashbacks, which is a common thing in this show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and one of them, if you pay attention, you see Vicious in bed with Julia, which means that, like, that's why they're all fucking blah. Um, that's why everything's crazy between Vicious, Julia, and Jet. That is kind of a weird thing about this show, where it's like, geez, yeah, ah, all right. I guess it's, I guess it's noirish and dramatic, but, like, get over her, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they're all very fucking, like, emo. At one point, uh, Vicious says, I wrote this line down. There's nothing in the world to believe in. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's like slowly walks away. I wrote that he's just like that. He's the anime version of the nihilist from Big Lebowski. Like he's just. <laughs> yeah. I'll have the Lincolnberry pancake spike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also see this surgery that we keep harking back to, keep yeah. flashing back to, where uh, Jet is on this fucking medical table. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think what I think there's a flash where I kind of got this. I think that something happened to his eyeball. And that's why he has two different colored eyes, which is going to come up in a lot of these they episodes. They keep saying that? It, I can't see it. I think At one of, point, they say flat out, they're like, oh, that's why you have two, oh, you have two different color eyes. And they close up on his eyeballs. They're the exact same color eyeballs. I think it's like one of them's like brown and one of them's red or okay. something. I don't know. It's fucking, I could not, it, it's, if they're different, it's imperceptible. Like, I could not tell the difference between their colors. I think it's supposed to be that the doctors were trying to get it exact and they were off a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a subtle thing. But I kind of had the same thought where I was like, they're both not a real color to begin with and there's just weird fucking anime red brown thing um well, I know what you mean uh so Spike wakes up and he's got a bird just sitting on his chest <laughs> and he realizes that he's been uh Trank- tranquilized yeah. yeah that's a big big reveal he didn't he didn't actually get shot he got shot with a trank gun cause they're kinda making fun of him yeah. cause they're all dramatic fucking nincompoops you know right. um let's see what happens right after that uh, uh so he so he goes Spike wakes up, he's like, I've just been oh it's a tranquilizer gun. He wants he still wants them. Um Grin has escaped because he set a he knew it was a bomb, right? Because he Grin and uh shows up to Vicious to make the drug deal exchange pretending right, right. pretending to be a woman. He's like kinda in costume. Oh yeah, and we actually didn't get, get we didn't get to that. The reason he has tits is because uh he when he got thrown in jail, they tested medic like they gave a bunch of medicine to, and he fucking had a side effect that gave him tits. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he shows uh, up like, to the I drug like deal. Now, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. He shows up to the drug deal dressed as a woman, and Vicious doesn't recognize him because he doesn't know he has boobs now and is a right. fucking woman or whatever. Um, and Gren is, is setting up this drug deal, not because he actually wants the deal to go down, it's because he wants to confront Vicious, Vicious. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Vicious he, was going to fuck him. Uh-huh. Because he says, like, oh, he, there, here's the Jupiter Opal or whatever is in this case. is how he's supposed to be being paid for the drug deal. Yeah. But Grin figures out immediately there's a bomb in it, and bomb goes off. They get away. Yeah, he kicks the bomb back at them. At them, yeah. And then it turns into this whole thing where uh, they get into, like, a dog fight. And uh, I didn't catch this until I went over, like, somebody's weird uh, notes about it. But um, they get it. So Vicious tries to escape in his jet. Spike shows up, starts shooting at him, and right. Vicious's plane kind of half blows up because 
Gren had thrown the music box into Vicious's his pocket. Yeah, right. which is that keeps happening in this There's fucking a lot of show. That going on. Um, and it's it, uh, it causes the plane to blow up for some reason. I can't follow some of this shit. Some of it. There's a couple episodes in here that we did for that we'll be talking about where I'm like, all right, I just I'm liking it, but you're losing me a little bit because I'm like not losing me like from liking the show, but it's like I don't. I'm having a hard time following some of the more more. It's like the technical mumbo jumbo when they try to explain some science shit yeah, to yeah, explain yeah. their plot, and I'm like, I just what? Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I this is why I, I kind of watch the show like just not even trying sometimes. <laughs> just look for other shit but uh but it is interesting it's all in there it's just like yeah 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 well, who uh, who would watch a- anime with a microscope <laughs> like this you, know? you apparently <laughs> yeah uh, um there's a great so yeah there's this fight there's this sort of dog fight uh gren's jet crashes uh vicious gets away yet again uh spike lands to check on gren and here's what i don't understand he hasn't has he even met gren before who Spike? Spike. Oh no, he hasn't. Cause... So he is really broken up over this guy. Yeah, yeah. For like no reason, he well, lands. He like he lands to check on him, and he sees the ship. And there's actually a really nice touch of like just in the animation yeah. where uh, he je- like Spike jumps down out of his jet, out of out of his plane or whatever, and he lands. And it's all snowy, and he goes to take off running, but he slips. There's like this one foot where it just slips in the snow, and then he has to ride himself and run again. Yeah. It's a really nice little attention to detail that like yeah, yeah, yeah. that a lot of things wouldn't go that like that detail. So I like that. So yeah. he runs over, finds Gren, and Gren's like dying. He's like, oh, just I want to go back to Titan one last time or whatever. And he's like, you're never gonna make it. You'll die before you get there. You have internal injuries. And he's like, if I die on the way, then at least I tried or whatever. Right. It is weird. That that is one thing I wrote down that. I but, would... but but but. Spike is really broken up over this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he got to the point where, like, he puts him. Gren wants to like die on route to Titan, so he puts him back in his spaceship that doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, tows him into space and then like lets him drift into space or whatever, like a Viking funeral kind yeah, of. Yeah, but like also kind of irresponsible because there's other fucking spaceships up there, man. You're just like <laughs> you're gonna crash into some fucking space school bus. Yeah. Because of your romantic horseshit. Right. But that, this episode is him being super romantic horseshit, which is... Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. right. It's super weird that he, like, is so broken up about this Gren thing, but part of that is maybe, like, he's got this empathetic side, and he also has this thing where he figures shit out uh, without ex- the, the show explaining to you that he's figured stuff out. He's right. kind of a detective in a way, so, like, he might have figured out the whole Gren story by the time he got there, and then, like, it moved him in some weird way. Uh, I don't know. All the characters are super fucking serious and dramatic in this episode. But they also have that. There's also a bit where he talks to when he's talking to him there on the ground. He's like, "Tell me where Julia is." Right. And Gren's like, "Oh, he's gone. She's gone." And that's where Gren. Oh, you're him, the one with the oh, two different colored eyes. That actually makes sense. That's why he's so. That's why he looked so much into this person's stories because it's connected to his fucking jilted Julia or whatever. Um, and that and also you kind of discover throughout this episode that everyone that ever came in contact with Julia was just like, oh my god, yeah, 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 she used yeah, to yeah, come yeah, into yeah, my yeah. bar and ask me to play this song on my saxophone. Like by the end of the episode, I want to fuck Julia. <laughs> uh, sounds amazing. Like know? I get that the bartender was like, ah, I remember Julia. It was yeah. the only woman he had seen in two years. Right, so like right, right, I yeah. get that, but yeah, the, everybody else is like immediately just fucking. There's something about her. Yeah. And then the episode wraps up nicely with the Indian guy again. What's the right. Indian guy's name again? His Laughing goofy. Boy. Laughing Bull, yeah, uh, is sitting back at the fire with his kid again, like in the beginning of the first 
part of this two-parter. Yeah. And then he says, like, that's not a falling star. That's a warrior's tear or whatever. Right. The fuck. And that's, then we learn, oh, that's probably And Gren's that's Gren's ship, ship fucking burning up. Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then Ed is painting Faye's uh, toenails. toenails. And she goes, anything but blue. That's, yeah. Uh, I guess Gren had blue hair. He kind of had Millhouse hair. Where I yeah, yeah. Tell whether it's supposed to be. <laughs> blue or black. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I put this in this episode, and I think I say it in a couple episodes coming up. Can they do something with Ed, please? Oh, no, shit's gonna happen, There's though. a couple more. When we yeah. get further in, there's some good Ed, but it's like three or four episodes since she's joined the spaceship, since she's joined the crew, and he, she's just barely around. Well, you know what I think part of that might be is that the show got canceled, uh-huh. uh, and that's, you know... Well, see, I was told that by some people that this show is was a, always a planned one-season story arc. Well... I don't know if that's true. I don't know either. Uh, what I read was that it, it kind of was they were gonna do more stuff... But because it was popular, it was wildly yeah. popular. But uh, there was like a mass shooting in Japan, and the government just shut down every show that had like guns and oh, shit dude. in it. And then that's the that, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, so the, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe not. That is a good good point. It is, it's annoying when you introduce characters and to not do anything. With I'm them. still and there's some shit like she becomes important. Like she gets her whole episode again coming up in a little in a yeah. few episodes. But like it just seems like it's been maybe two three episodes since then, and she's. Barely yeah. around. Oh, I'm also still just wondering what the fuck is going on with this dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dog has been completely useless. Yeah. I like that this episode ends with, like, a almost... Because it's the midpoint of the season, and it's it ends with, like, the end of the Wire season kind of weird musical montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of them all, like, uh, getting back on the fucking ship. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're together. all back together again, even though they were splitting up at the beginning of this two-parter. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's just a good rumination on their, uh, their little existential struggle. Cause, uh, you know, they're all very fucking, they're all anti-heroes and, uh, we'll get into this in a little bit in the next coming episodes, but they're, they're, they're all, uh, they all have this weird thing where they have a past and a, present and they're like yeah. a separate person from the past yeah, yeah which yeah. itself is kind of harping on uh the show itself which is uh it's all like cultural references to the 20th century uh-huh. but it's happening in the future, future. Which, right 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 like, right right that's itself is a metaphor cool. for the characters or whatever i think mm-hmm. it's cool um you want to get into the next one we can do it episode uh session 14 get it right get it right yeah. god uh <laughs> session 14 what's episode what's the session's name Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Which is kind of important to the episode, I figured out. Uh, because, obviously, it's a Queen song. But sure. this episode but has some chess. shit where it's making fun of Bohemians a little bit, which we'll get to uh, near the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Big time. The yeah. shitting on these hippies were pretty great. Uh, it's... I there's a, a completely dumb thing like Spike's Dwayne Wayne glasses. I'm liking a lot for the... Like, <laughs> he looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but again, another example of just what self-involved idiots they are to never fucking like so they're all it opens with them each like bringing in a bunch of bounties right yeah. but they turns out they don't get any money for them because the bounty's only right. on the kingpin of this crime ring and they're bringing in like the little guys yeah 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 uh and ed's like well why don't you all pull like you must have found a clue right somewhere and they all go oh right a clue and they all pull out identical white chess pieces you didn't think for one second to bring the only clue that never <laughs> fucking crossed your mind. Everyone was like, oh, I can't believe again with me and my bad luck. <laughs> fucking you got one clue. 
Ah, it just, and there's a bunch of that in this episode that just annoys me. <laughs> like at one point, so they have these chess pieces, right? And it turns out yeah, that the yeah, chess yeah. piece is like you can play online chess, essentially. You put it on a chess right, board, right. and it connects you to some server, and you can play online chess. So it turns out throughout, they find out that the main bad guy, someone is hacking in, all these people are hacking into the gates the toll booth on the hypergates right, right, and right. stealing all this money. Yeah. And it turns out that somebody has sold the plans on how to hack into this on the internet. It's like, want to be a criminal? Buy this manual um, and we'll teach you how to do this crime. You'll make a billion dollars. Uh, an- another example of them not fucking paying attention, just kind of being bad at their job. They all decide, oh, we should pool whatever we learned. And they've all learned a little bit of something, right. not a whole lot. Like I learned that the, it's from this company. I learned whatever. Faye learned that there's a manual that someone's selling that's teaching them how to do this. She got a copy of the fucking manual, and she's literally like, oh, right, the manual. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Well, that's a good, uh, it's a good point about how they, they, they kind of need to work together. Right. Because they're so fucking weird individually that, yeah, you wouldn't just think to do that you need somebody else to have a counterpoint to that uh, i think it's really funny that you uh that you get so angry at the fucking <laughs> it drives me crazy <laughs> shit like that drives me crazy because it's like that is such i get that that's a, like an intentional decision by the writers to yeah. make these characters like that but it just makes me angry yeah, at those yeah. characters well, yeah well that's the uh, i think that's like one of the good things about the show is that it's full of flawed characters yeah 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 for which, sure it's when, not all the best detectives. When you get angry at a character in a TV show, a lot of times people go, I hate this TV show. And it's a, actually, this is a really good show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's able to draw this it's out. It's causing of you. me to emote. Yeah, for sure. King Joffrey is the best character on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the one that makes you actually yeah, yell yeah, at Yeah, emotionally angry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so that's going on here. Also, but also the, the plot. Like, yeah, why would they not all think that? Uh, it's because they're bending the reality of the show a little bit to right. make a, a gag, essentially, where they all pull the chess pieces out at once. So, so Ed starts playing chess with somebody online, right? Right, right. And then we just keep having these weird cut cuts shots to like to, an so, old person's hand moving a chess piece, and there's like this screeching noise, yeah. which is eventually revealed to be a bird, yeah. but I thought it was a monkey the whole time, <laughs> and I really thought that it was going to be the monkeys from the <laughs> fucking Space Rat episode, the oh, monkey people. Oh, right, right. I yeah. thought that dude was going to be back and masterminding some shit because it was about the hypergates, right? The last thing we saw them right, was like getting trapped right. in the hypergates or whatever. Yeah. So I really thought this was going to be a callback and it was going to be like this family of angry monkey people <laughs> it, <laughs> it was not that they know how to play chess yeah. yeah well they were humans to begin with yeah that's true yeah um so yeah i like that ed uh, kind of becomes part of the story here for sure and that her weird fucking neurotic autistic shit kind of uh, becomes part of the plot and an asset to the crew in that sense um, also, when it goes to commercial, I actually did pause and read the text. I uh, read some of it, too, and it's something about, like... Uh, it's... I'll read it right now. Yeah, please do. In 2071, the in the universe, the bounty hunters who are gathering in Spaceship Bebop will play freely without fear of risky things. They must create new dreams and films by breaking traditional styles. The work, which becomes a new genre in itself, will be called Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, Bebop or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. which is like some weird mission statement, statement for, for the, the show. TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah. It's it like just... a weird, it's like a manifesto for what Cowboy Bebop's supposed to be. Yeah, and they throw into the background. There's a lot of shit in the show that they throw into the background, mm. like in order for you to fucking reach in, and go back, grab, and go, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool because that's absolutely what's going on here. They want to make a new genre of thing which is like a mixture of all the genres it's like right. girl talk almost <laughs> you know? 
so Jet finds out that the hyperspace company that's hired them to find that's put the bounty on this guy's head. It's somebody they have beef with, this guy named Chess Master Hex. Yeah. And here's another moment of me being annoyed at these fucking characters. <laughs> so he's been play so Ed's been playing chess with someone via one of these chess pieces that you took <laughs> off a bad guy yeah. <laughs> for two days or whatever. Yeah. Nobody and 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 they then find out, oh, it's Chess Master Hex who's behind all this. And- Never th- once think to ask fucking Ed. Maybe it's something to do with this chess guy right. you're playing with. It doesn't come up. Yeah, they, they're dumb. They're dumb people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're totally right. Um, I like that when uh, Faye comes up to talk to, to Ed about it, she just hisses. She goes, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She turns like she tries to take the chess piece away so she can talk, and she's yeah. like, she's like hisses at her like an animal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty great. Um, uh, but they chase Chess Master Hex down. To this weird like libertarian a- <laughs> Bitcoin space <laughs> yeah. station. It's not even a space station. It's like an old wrecked ship that these fucking hippies are living on. Yeah, it's a space junkyard. Yeah. And we got a few things in here. We got a uh, floating cat. Floating cat and floating. Uh, there's like a few floating animals. We got a uh, floating dog wiggling its feet. Yeah. Cute. And then floating hobos. Lots uh, of floating hobos. Including our three old guys. Right. And remember, I was saying, they travel around. Yeah, they're yeah. The they get place. everywhere. They're in this and weird... And more so now. Like yeah. I feel like it's increasing that they're in more and more episodes. Yeah. Their names are... Um, I gotta find it. It's like Antonio Carlos Jobim. Or are there <laughs> three names? Yeah. Antonio Carlos Jobim is the name of a Brazilian bossa nova composer. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that makes sense with the jazz and the bebop and the whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess we come to them in like to, uh, Tijuana for the first place or whatever. Um, yeah, so they're in there. And then there's all these people living in this. And this is the real easy to miss part of this episode of kind of what it's about. It's kind of about the space station. Yeah. Because there's all these freaky fucking crusties living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all smoking weed. Yeah. Um, and there's one of them that says, uh, what does he say? He says, peace to the whole galaxy and to my bank account. account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, clearly they're making fun of this concept, even though the characters in the show are somewhat bohemians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, not to this extent. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, they go in there and then they run into this guy who, uh, who looks a lot like the replicant from uh, Blade Runner. Yes, very I much say. so. I think that's probably what they were doing right, with him or whatever. Yeah. And he's like been hunting down this chess master hex guy and he figures that out or whatever. Because that guy apparently stole a bunch of money from him. Yeah. Uh, in the in the hack or whatever. But it turns out chess master hex is like just completely senile. The only thing he knows how to do is play chess. He doesn't remember any of this stuff. And it turns out that he set up this thing with these people, with this like to get revenge on the company because he he was the guy who created the hyper the hypergates entirely. He invented them, he designed them. Yeah. And then he was like, "There's some sort of flaw. We need to do more tests." And the company fired him. He I just ran with it anyway. Just, and that's what led to that giant hypergate explosion. I just realized that he might be based on Bill Gates, and his last name is Gates. And he invented hyperspace gates. Wow. That might just be uh, <laughs> all right. But yeah, so so that's what led the fact that he they didn't listen to him about them needing to do more tests is what led to the hypergate explosion, the moon blowing right, up, and right. all that shit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is it's crazy that this episode they do what they and they do it in a lot of these episodes. I'm noticing is like putting in pretty major plot points in kind of 
throwaway stat. Like, it's just sort of mentioned in this one-off episode that doesn't fit into the overall, like, it's not part of the vicious storyline. It's not right, part of their right. backstory. But they're like, oh, here's a giant plot point about how the moon blew up. Right, And it's yeah, just sort yeah. of mentioned. Yeah, it's a really pay attention to catch all this moon shit. Yeah. Um... So, uh... And then that guy, the guy looks like the replicant goes fucking crazy. Like, literally just snaps and just starts firing his gun everywhere and laughing like a lunatic. He gets really angry because he realizes that Hex is senile. Yeah, he's never going to get his money back. It's over. Yeah, and you also can't really get revenge on someone that's senile. Right, because he doesn't know. morality isn't there at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, also, I made a note here. A bunch of the the chess matches that are seen on screen with with Chessmaster Hex are actual... Chess matches from like history, like oh, famous like ones famous where they went matches. against like uh, Deep Blue Sea and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Deep Blue, it's just Deep Blue. Or, yeah. Deep Blue Sea was that <laughs> movie about the genetic sharks with no, Samuel no. Jackson. It was when uh, they played chess against um, uh, the robot LL Deep, Cool the J. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deep is bluest. My queen is like a shark's fin. My, my hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I made makes... the queen because it was about chess. Oh, I was doing a thing, fuck. man. All right, stepping all right. on my joke. Uh, so here's another thing that it didn't annoy me, but it's like a trope that's done in movies and shit where the action, like the heroes will make a sacrifice to, to like save somebody. They go like jet shows back up to where the, the, to the company or whatever, after they, they leave chess master hex behind with the guy who went crazy. Who's now just living like a bohemian yeah. smoking a blunt. When you see him, last. <laughs> uh, they go back there and they're like, tells him, you know, Chessmaster X is senile. He set up this whole thing 50 years ago yeah. when you first fired him to take to start up 50 years later. Uh, but then, you know, in the meantime, he went fucking senile, so he doesn't remember any of that. So he can't divulge your secrets, but we can because we know everything. Right. And the guy's like, what do you want? Money? Just name your price. And he's like, just let the old man be. Don't send anybody after him. Call off the bounty. That's all we want. How about... Five million dollars and leave the old man be. You've got all the fucking cards here, man. Like, take a couple of bucks. Right. You're always starving. Like, that move doesn't make any sense. I get, like, you're trying to be noble, but how about be noble and smart? There's no reason you can't take them for a couple bucks and the old man's safety. They're always starving. (laughs) Like, particularly in these coming up episodes, there's a couple of them that are about how they have no food, right? right? I didn't even think about that. You're right. That's just a plot hole. uh, And they do that, but that's the thing that's done and in, in, I've seen that in other movies too yeah, where the yeah, hero's yeah. like I don't need your money I don't fucking re- like your money's no good right but like, take, tr- leave this guy alone or whatever they were trying to play up the point of him rejecting the fucking bounty I guess right which I thought was interesting because like uh, again I think uh, Jet is like a dad I start to notice in some of these episodes he's really concerned with everyone's like eating well and shit and kind of keeping everyone on the, the boat and stuff. And yeah, he like, does. He does. It's a lot of like, where is this guy? Oh, he left without saying anything. Like that kind of shit going on. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, I, also, I, I think it's what's. I think it's kind of implied he probably didn't tell the other people that he rejected. He did, that. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I guarantee you, Faye would be like, "Fuck that." Yeah, everybody'd be pissed. Be like, Fuck the old man. You know, we want the money. Um. Anyway, I, I liked that one. It was a a, it's it's fine. Like it's not one of my more favorite episodes, but it's good. I like the like the Bohemian shit at the end is funny. Yeah, and it, it's a, it's a solid enough payoff to the rest of it. Uh, it. It was to me. It was one of the episodes. It was one of the like the real fast like jazz drum bebop episodes. Yeah. Which, are not like filler, I wouldn't call them, but they're like, okay, we're just gonna tell a quick kind of comedy here, real quick, right. like a word action comedy thing. Uh, and there's mostly 
fifty percent of the show is that, and then it swings back to drama on the other end. And I'm, you know, I kind of like like the dramas a little bit more, but they wouldn't be good without the weird. Well, yeah, yeah, you need those tonal shifts. You need to have a, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, session fifteen episode. Get it wrong. <laughs> uh, what's this one called? It's called My Funny Valentine. My is... Funny Valentine. Surprise, surprise. Faye episode. Yeah, and it's an old, uh, old that's an old, uh, like, old lounge standard. song. Yeah, yeah, it's an old jazz standard. Sinatra, famously, but somebody else wrote it. Uh-huh. So, it, it starts off, they have to find out, they're, they're going to get a bounty on this guy who's like an old, he's a con man that cons, like, takes advantage of women, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Jet. Not a lot of money. Jet doesn't really like. He's not into it. Also, to the point. At one point, she says to him, "Like, really, you're gonna go after a con man, a con's women?" And he's like, "I don't have much of a choice." Like, he doesn't like. He doesn't even think of it as a crime. <laughs> he's like, he's how little he likes women. He's just like, ah, if I got, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I didn't like, catch that. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. He's such a fucking old douche. Uh, yeah. So he's like, oh, small potatoes, but I'm just bored. So yeah, yeah, go yeah. After this con man. Yeah. Uh, and we fi- and so then. <laughs> Uh, Faye goes and she's kind of like talking to she's taking a nap she wakes up because of smell and then she says to uh, she's like oh it stinks and then she says to Ayn she's like hasn't anyone told you to clean up your own poop which leads me to the question where has that dog been shitting on this spaceship (laughs) that dog's Uh, been on the spaceship for some time if I had to guess it's probably like Jet's been taking care of it and then she's just now realizing yeah, yeah. somebody dog, to, you know yeah. what I mean? She eats the dog's food and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's clearly like one person's actually like running the whole goddamn yeah, yeah. It's house. Handling food and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so she looks at it. She's like, she goes, "Oh, you know who I was just thinking of?" And this is an example. You'd said in a previous episode how sometimes anime they just make up weird names. Yeah. Uh, this is a very prime example of a name that does not go together at oh. all. Oh. She goes. Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also wrote that. Whitney down. Haggis <laughs> Matsumoto. Yeah. It just doesn't make it's just like what? Did the, those names come out of a hat? Like yeah. Haggis? Just like the food. No, haggis? Yeah, like the Scottish food haggis, a person named Whitney, and then a Japanese surname. Yeah, and then the guy's just orange skinned with white hair. Yeah. Uh, she says that, and then she looks at Sp- she looks at Ein, she's like, You want to know a secret about my past? Right. And then we get Straight up flashback. Right. This whole this whole story is told in flashback for the most part till the very end. Right. I think it was a pretty cool framing device in that, like, sure. in order to introduce her telling the story, she's telling it to the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dog's funny. It's got, like, a confused look, look on, on his face, face the yeah. whole time and shit. Uh, and then we get into this fucking story, which is... And I like, also, I got to comment on the music. I think the music is really fucking important sure. in this show. It's mostly silent, as this dramatic shit is going down until it gets to this weird J-pop thing uh, when the reveal of her story is told Oh, man, I will talk about some of those lyrics when we get there. <laughs> yeah. But holy shit. Well, we'll get to it. Um, right. So it, it reveals that uh, she wakes up in this hospital bed. Yeah. And the doctor's like, I'm doctor. This is a weird thing for the doctor to say. I'm Dr. Bacchus. You know the story of the Bacchus that drowned more men than Neptune? <laughs> yeah. What? I, no, I don't. For oh. starters, oh, Bacchus is uh, the Greek god of wine. Ah, so that's the joke. Oh, so he a drunk? Because uh, he says something about like he was like he he had a, he was like responsible. Like he says that like you know the box drowned more men than Neptune. But then he goes on to talk about how like he killed all these people by like fucking up as a doctor. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, I I, I, I didn't catch that. I thought he just called himself a drunk, but. uh well, yeah, he's a fucking horrible person. We'll find out later. So, yeah, no it turns out that she's been 
in hypersleep or well, you know suspended animation or whatever. I called it demolition man. Uh-huh. She's been demolition man <laughs> yeah. for. They don't really say how that. Maybe they do. It's like fifty years I think something. It's like Sixty years. Yeah, she mentions it at one point. It's sixty um, years. And now she's woken, and like she had some sort of accident. She ends. They put her. They demolition manor until that they till the time where medicans can save her. <laughs> demolition manor <laughs> until uh, and it, but it's very much that because she's just in a giant block of ice that is then thawed out. She it's very demolition manor. Right. Yeah. Um, she's thawed out at a point where medicans can save her. Uh, she wakes up with no memory. She has no idea who she is, where she is. She has no memory of being frozen. Uh, and then the doctor's like, well, you owe us 300, 300 million Wulan. Yeah. Uh, pay up it or you can't leave. Yeah. Uh, which, is, then- which is when her lawyer, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, shows up. <laughs> This is one of those things where the show is like it, le- it like kind of lets you in on the thing before the characters, so you get to watch them like not figure it out. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her lawyer is this dude Whitney has Haggis Matsumoto, who uh, yeah, if you remember, he's a con man, but in the story he's well, a lawyer. They haven't announced him as the con man yet. They oh. didn't say his name yet. Oh, she right. just says it when she's like around. She's like, you know, what I've been thinking about recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, and then right. she goes to the story. So we don't know at this point that he's the con man he's until the reveal, which is very obvious. She's, she says it when she's looking at an eye, and she's like, "You got the same eyebrows." Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird eyebrows. Uh, but she wakes up and she doesn't believe right away that she's in the future. She's like, "Who the future? Who believed that kind of shit?" Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they, he was like, goes to, he goes around the room pointing things out to like. She's like, that's, he's like, this is a TV. It's a washing machine. And like, it opens up and clothes fall out. Right. And she's and this is the dumbest one by far. It's such a stupid future thing that just doesn't need to exist. <laughs> she's like, this, there's a thing that looks like a tea kettle. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, this is in a hot water pot. And he opens it up, like, on the front. Like, the right. front half of it flips up. And he's like, it's a face washer. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's a thing you're just supposed to put your face in and it washes it for you. Right. Like, it's you can just wash your face. <laughs> it's got eye holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, that fucking bummed me out. I'm like, you're better than that show. Like, this show is better than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other one was like, this isn't a, a cell phone. It's a thermometer or whatever. Yeah, it's like a weird advanced thermometer yeah, yeah. that reads your everything or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so what happens after this is that we get a little montage to this J-pop song of her. And I really like this scene, actually. <sighs> well, her- part of it's right. So she, like, she escapes. She yeah. climbs out a window and takes off running to get away from the, the hospital. She's like, I don't have 300 million Wulan. There's no way I'm going to ever come up with that money. She's just on the run. Yeah. The lawyer is chasing after her. But, like, you get the feeling that he's, like, trying to help. He's like, don't run away. Like, that's not going to do anything. We'll work this out. And it, she's his lawyer, but he's not really doing anything for her. He's just like, we'll get you on a payment plan. That's it. Like that's all he has to offer. I was. I thought the lawyer was going to be like, that's "They a- fucked up freezing you. You have no memory of any of this. We can counter pursue and maybe get some of this money knocked off." No, he's just like, "We'll get you on a payment plan. Don't worry about it." That's what they do in real life too, man. Yeah. Duh, there's no fucking way out of that shit. That's. I think that's why I like Face so much because I also have a lot of debt, and I get mm. that it makes you like insane. <laughs> it's. It's. We're going to discover more about her fucking past, but right. she kind of was like an innocent person before all this shit happened, right? Um, and I like that she became a con woman after having been like fucked with by a con man. Like, yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah, origin yeah. story, you know. Like she like took it and fucking. So, so the lawyer tells her this, and then they go on this like. This is where the montage kicks in, where they like he takes her to dinner because she's all hungry. Right, right, right. And they have like this nice time. He's like showing her the future, and the first lyric of this song <laughs> is the most emo anime shit I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> The line is, 
Sometimes I think, oh yes, I'd move to where all the shooting stars are from. Uh, yeah, that's Wait, whoa, 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 it's not done. Hold on, I'll start over. Okay, okay, go ahead. You need to get this all in one all right, fucking ahead, moment. Ahead, Sometimes I think, oh yes, I'd move to where all the shooting stars are from with all of our wishes. That's the line, and then like the rest of it is worse. I couldn't even write down any more of it. Yeah, uh, it's like the but like in that way that is clearly translated from another language because sure. like. It rhymes in that language, but it doesn't rhyme in this. So oh. it's just this weird soliloquy of fucking horseshit. Yeah, uh, Japanese thing is also corny as fuck, though. Like that yeah. probably wasn't great to begin with. No, I'm sure it's exactly those words <laughs> in another language. It just happens to rhyme in that language. Yeah. Um, and as soon as this is going on, I'm like, okay, what kind of terrible shit is going to happen here? Because like she's having way too much fun. Yeah, like it's yeah. too, and I'm like, that's this show isn't about that. So like. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, a twist the knife. Well, so there, I, I like that she runs around and is like horrified by the future, and that she like she goes into like a, a weird store and there's just holograms that sell you shit. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. One of yeah. them is a giant black man wearing a crop top that just says the word beer. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a cold one? <laughs> it's fucking really weird. Um, the like a, a, a spaceship shows up above them, and Whitney's like, "Oh no, a collection agent." I like. I do like that the future collection agents aren't just like people that harass you on the phone. They just send fucking spaceships to catch you. Uh, and he's like, "We got to split up. You run that way. I'll lead them off. You know, we'll meet at wherever." Um, yeah. They're kind of in the woods in his car. She runs, and then she sees his car. Like she doesn't even see it crash. There's just like a noise, and you see this explosion. And she's like, "Oh no, Whitney Haggis is dead." She goes back to the hospital, and the doctor's like, uh, "You know, the lawyer." Uh, left all of his everything he owns to you in case of his death. Left all his assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out the only thing he owns is debt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she just he he left her a bunch of debt and took off. He's obviously not dead. But she's like still kind of sad, which pissed me off because she's like, he, "Come on, Faye. She risked you. He risked his life for you. This isn't this isn't even that much debt." And it's like he, you still don't get it. He's not dead. Yeah. Like <laughs> he scammed you, dum dum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she was young and naive then, right? Yeah, she's I guess. Before she's current, present Faye wouldn't put up with that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, very true. Stick a gun in his face and uh, shit. And that's kind of where the, the, that, the flashback ends. We come back to the present. Yeah. And uh, I do like she, that during the flashback at one point, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, <laughs> he says to her, uh, someday your memory might come back to you, which is a call forward foreshadowing. That's yeah. what that's called, to a future episode okay gotta pay attention to this fucking kubrick shit going on in the show where it looks innocuous but it's uh but it's serious it yes, kind it's of important yeah, it kind of references something that's gonna happen in a later episode um oh so now that we know that she's an amnesiac and she's right. from like so all that shit about her backstory that that thing where she's she, like i'm a gypsy no you weren't she's just she makes up new backstories all the time because she doesn't have one. Yeah. Also, in a previous episode, there was a thing where Jet was like, didn't you pay attention in high school about yeah, this yeah, space yeah, yeah. gate She shit? doesn't know any of that. Right. Yeah, 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 so for sure. planted for, like, episodes and episodes. Right, right, right. Yeah, and Spike at one point says to her, like, oh, I thought you were a gypsy. She says something about her back in this episode. And she's oh, like, he goes, uh, your past is always changing. Last time you said you were a gypsy. And he's starting to figure out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But she's like, it's, I wasn't lying. I just don't have the whole truth because she doesn't know what her backstory is. Yeah. Whitney Haggis shows up because Jet captures him, and he's all fat. He's fat. It's, it's, I figured, and he says, I had a fat implant. <laughs> they go in through under the armpit. 
I know that plastic surgery is weird in this world. You can get your race changed and whatnot. Yeah. There is no future where people want fat. <laughs> well, I took that as that he needed to be fat for a con. Yeah, I guess that's the gag, but like, I'm not buying that. His con, if his con is conning women out of their money through this like romantic shit, you don't need to be fat for that. You, you need to be a handsome but, dude. You know what doesn't add up about this is that is this is only three years later. So he got that fat in like three <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... If he did, cool. You know, <laughs> obviously he's been having a good time. Uh, yeah, maybe I thought that too. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's actually fat." And I was like, well, "How the fuck in three years do you get that?" Yeah, yeah, fat? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so Faye's like, "I want to talk to him by myself. I need to get some information from him." We have this past, and Spike's like, "You, you, you." So Jet says, "You think it's safe to leave her in there with him by himself?" It's probably going to help him get away. And Jet's like, women are hopeless. <laughs> he is the most sexist pile of shit all the time. Like, the most old man sexist shit in the world. He really uh, is. But he's also 100% right because she immediately tries to fucking break him out of there. Well, he's only right because it's her, though. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 like, yeah, for sure. Faye is hopeless. Yeah. Uh, she, like, goes into zero gravity. Like, she knocks the gravity off on the ship and, like, opens the bay because she's going to fly him out of there. She's trying to put him and her in that little ship, but they won't fit, which I thought was funny. He's like, I'm too big. She's like, stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also laughed very much at uh, – so Spike and Jet are like floating there in zero gravity, and one says like, I'll bet you four to one odds that Faye's helping him escape or whatever. And they're like, all right. And they start trying to get there to see, but they can't move because there is zero gravity. So they're just trying to swim really <laughs> frantically, but not going anywhere. They, they know that it doesn't work. Right? Yeah, you would think. Yeah. But it just made me laugh. Yeah, no, it was a good visual gag. Um, so then they're they're in space. I like that she kind of like is floundering on whether to like turn him in. or Yeah, yeah. She kind of feels for him because he's in the same situation as her. But then this stolen space. Police ship, I think, shows up? Yeah, yeah. There's a police ship shows up, but it turns out it's stolen. And it's the doctor from the hospital and her his nurse or whoever that chick with the weird hair is. Yeah, and then and, it's revealed that they're all, like, one big scam organization. They just right. do that to people with, like, amnesia. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Dr. Bacchus is Whitney's uncle. Yeah, fucking, I wrote it down here. Race is really fucking weird on this show. <laughs> Dr. Bacchus is very black. Oh, yeah. He looks like Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks, and fucking <laughs> Whitney Haggis Monsamoto is a whitish orange guy with blonde hair. Well, he's a Scottish Japanese <laughs> woman. Yeah, <or> <laughs> yeah. It's and like you find out that he's a, yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of like the episode ends. She's drawn some eyebrows on Ayn for some reason. I guess because they're supposed to be Whitney Haggis's Matsumoto's eyebrows. <laughs> oh yeah, that is what that was. I was I was confused by it too. It's, she was she's obsessed with Ayn's eyebrows now. Uh, and then they get a bounty for once, but it's like super small. That's nothing. Like, yeah, they split nothing. it and they realize, oh, we missed a zero, and it's like yeah, yeah. Well, he no, I think Jet like lied. Oh, Jet Jet said like it was. He said it was like nineteen thousand or something, but it's really only like nineteen hundred. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I might have added an extra zero. Like right. he was like, he he did it just to like get them to go along and try to, uh, yeah, yeah, to even bother catching him. Yeah, it's funny that like they won't work. Like they're so broke. They are, they, but they're also fucking lazy as shit. <laughs> but I kind of also get that move of like. 
when you're that broke and you're that hungry, you're also that tired all the time, so you don't want to fucking do anything. Yeah, dude. It's a fucking, it's a vicious cycle. Well, I've been watching the show while coming back to Austin and, like, kind of reliving living here in my mind, and yeah. I was I was a bebop person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like I wasn't? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same thing. I totally get when you're so broke, it's like, why go make $40? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh... Session 16, Black Dog Dogs. Serenade, uh, which I picked up. That's probably not right, but is this a Con Air episode? This is absolutely <laughs> a Con Air episode. It's hilarious. My favorite thing about this episode is that clearly the people that made this show have a firm grasp of, of film the pop and culture. Western culture, yeah, 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 for sure. down to not even pop culture, like culture. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they hold on the same level The Godfather, Dizzy Gillespie, yeah, yeah. and fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, think that, that Con Air is a perfect thing to reference in this whole yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking thing. But it's, uh, it's absolutely, it's like openly stated, it's a fucking Con Air reference. Yeah, the episode is like, there's this prisoner transport that the prisoners take over, and... Uh, they're going to use the ship to escape or whatever. Um, this weird, though, because in the beginning, like, there's this fucking crazy slaughter, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Of the convicts have killed all the guards and shit. And it's just, like, bodies everywhere. And then the one guy's like, look what I found. You want to sip Dom Perignon? Why is there Dom Perignon on this prisoner <laughs> transport? I think they stole it from the cops. I guess, but why do the cops have it? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But whatever. But the, the this, like... He looks kind of black, but he's supposed to be Japanese. He's just dark. His name's Uda. Oh, he's black. his name's like Udi something or other. His name's Uda. He's a black Japanese. Dude. Oh, okay. He's a he's a uh, he's, he's like an a, assassin. He just looks a little. He's got Jackie Child's face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's a really specific looking dude. <laughs> he absolutely. That's a good reference. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that made me laugh. Uh, so yeah, he's this hardcore motherfucker. He's black. He's black, but he's a weird looking. Black but he's got like straight hair, like a uh-huh. Japanese hair. He, uh, uh, he pull- you don't know what he is yet initially, right? Uh, he, but he, he like the guy says, "Hey, you want this Dom Perignon?" And he looks at it and just like stares the guy in the face and then just, just pours it on the fucking crowd. Yeah, 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 I was like, damn, all right, that's a fucking baller move. And he's an intense, dramatic dude. So that, yeah, that yeah, totally for makes sure. Sense. A couple things just getting into this. All the prisoners have barcode tattoos. Yeah, the so con guy, Whitney, Whitney Haggis, whoever right. had one. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. figuring it out retroactively who he'd been to prison. At some yeah, because yeah, he yeah. he showed Faye the future. He was like, "Look, we all have these." Yeah, he said she's like she sees a tattoo and he's like, oh, "She's like, what's that?" And he says, uh, "Oh, it's an identification. So in case you get lost or you don't, you forget who you are, like you did, then people will we have your information or but whatever." But it's it's not. It's not that. It's, it's prison. Yeah, yeah, jail, yeah. Which is a nice touch. Making fun of this fucking woman he found. Uh, the other thing is, I swear we haven't talked about this much, but at the end of every episode, there's a preview for the, the next coming episode. attractions for the next episode, and they're pretty good. They're like weird. Yeah. There's always like one character doing the voiceover and just sort of saying like very little about the plot. It's always just some sort of esoteric shit about a theme. Yeah, uh, and like they start off kind of normal, and then they do a good job of being a TV show. And at once it's established what they are, yeah, they yeah. start to get meta about it and make fun of it. And I really liked this one because it's just Jet going. Uh, he's like, "Listen, this next episode's pretty heavy. It's about some old man." Shit, uh, you know, if your kids, if you probably shouldn't let your kids watch this. And uh, you know what, women probably shouldn't watch this. He's <laughs> like, you know what, you young guys too probably shouldn't. Watch this. <laughs> it's only for old men. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I thought uh, it was really funny. Which is nice because this is a jet backstory episode. Yeah, we uh, find out 
about the arm finally, which we'll get to. Right. Yes, yeah, so we finally get an explanation of his arm and why he's actually a tragic person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just because he got dumped. <laughs> yeah, that helps. That does make me like Jet a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I get it that the if we go back. There's a moment where fucking like he's smoking this cigarette. Uh, and uh, it's like just burning down to his fingers, and uh, Faye's like, "What? Doesn't don't you feel that? No, it's his fake hand, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's metal." Uh, but they uh, so it goes back to the prisoner transport, and there's the pilot still alive, and there's this one guy. This guy's like one of the one of the criminals snaps and shoots the pilot, and the other criminals are like, "What, what the fuck are you doing, man? Calm down. Like we, that was a hostage. We could have used him." Right. Uh, but he like starts talking shit. He's pointing. Oh, you want some? You want some? And then Udi, the guy who poured the, we see this guy in the first moment of him being this like crazy badass. He uh, he walks up and he has a knife that's on like a like a spring loaded trigger up his sleeve, right. which is the ultimate bad guy device. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have a thing that shoots out of your sleeve into your hand, it's a weapon. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want uh, there's been like there's a lot of ones where it's guns or whatever, but like the knife is cool. But he does that and like slits the dude's throat in like two seconds. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucking badass. It turns out uh, that Jet, because Jet's on the planet, and he meets this like an old friend of his uh, who looks exactly like Harvey Keitel. By the way, uh-huh. uh-huh. his name's Fad, which is a dumb anime name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tells him that look, he's like, you know. This prisoner transport got taken over. He's like, I think Udi's on that ship. And Jet's like, what the fuck? It's like, uh, clearly Jet and Udi have a, a, a history. Right. And the history is that Jet was chasing Udi with his partner, Fad. And uh, seeing Jet in a fucking suit with a fedora is <laughs> yeah. very funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says he's from a million years ago. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. But he's chasing him. They split up. And when he gets there, he, he like he runs up to Udi. And he's like, oh, Udi, you're under arrest. And then all these lights come on. He's like, oh, it's a setup. And that's when he gets shot and his arm blown off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where, like, there's a reveal later. But that's where we stand in this episode. So that's why he wants to get Udi. And he's willing to fucking, like, go to the ends of the earth to find Udi. Yeah. Uh, so there's a few things I want to talk about here. Uh, one of them is that, uh, again, we got this thing where we get this character who fucking can't let something go and has this past, right? right? And I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Toys in the Attic episode where the he left that food in the fridge and came back to haunt them. That's yeah, a big yeah, metaphor yeah. for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, for leaving shit and like not taking care of shit when yeah, it's taking care of. because that's yeah, what yeah. everyone here has baggage from past lives or whatever, and that's totally what that is. Um... Other thing is, Jet has a song, like a theme song that plays throughout every Jet yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from the the Venus episode, so, then it went into his weird emo episode, and uh, it's really good. It's called the Singing Sea or whatever. Um, the other thing I figured out about him, and this doesn't even play into this episode, but I just had to jam it in somewhere. He has that ship that has a fucking harpoon on it. Yeah, that that grabs into shit and drags right. him with it. This blew my mind when I fucking figured it out. That's because that's. Have you ever read the Old Man in the Sea? Fucking Jesus. That's what that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he's an old man. man yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. He's the and he's and he's always dragging this state like his past behind him. Yeah, and he won't fucking let, let go, go and stop trying to chase something, even though the chase itself is destroying his fucking life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking bananas. Man. <laughs> the show is ruining yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh they go to the like the cops show up to the prisoner transport. The prisoners take them all out. They've got all these bazookas and shit. Um, 
they eventually make their way to the you know Jet and Harvey Keitel make their way to the to the prisoner transport. Uh, I don't believe Spike's it's, Spike doesn't go with them, right? It's just the two of them. Um, Spike's just hanging out on the boat. And yeah, yeah. Uh, he asks Edward, you know, what, what's going on, and she just goes. Oh, Jet's never coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% right. Because, cause, yeah, because he walks in. Jet, Jet asks Ed to water his bonsai trees while he's gone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in, case, in case I don't come back, water my bonsai trees. And Ed's just in there with a hose just fucking spraying the room <laughs> down like a lunatic. And Jet's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Jet's never coming back. Don't worry about it. That's also like a thing about Jet's personality being this like nurturing person is that he has these weird bonsai trees. Yeah, he's, he's an old man taking care of something, have. yeah. But, uh, yeah, he clearly, like, needs them. You know, it's kind of interesting. There's a moment where Jet says about Udi that he's a man that doesn't belong in this time. He's, like, from a different era. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of get that where he uh, he's talking on the computer at one point to, like, clearly his bosses in the U- European crime syndicate. Right. Uh, and they're severing ties with him because, they're like, they're like, you've gone too far this time because he just killed, like, another 90 cops. Uh, Dude, when he slashes that guy's neck and the blood is floating in like zero gravity, yeah, yeah, it's intense shit for sure. Uh, but he's just killed like ninety more cops. He's just killing fucking everybody. And the, the crime syndicate's like you're, you're from a new like he's like you're, you you know you've gone too far this time. And he's like I have information. And he's like that doesn't matter anymore. It's like when you went to jail since you've been in jail. Cause he's been in jail for like twenty years. It's yeah. like stuff's changed. Like none of that matters anymore. Uh, it's like the world has passed you by. So he's on the ship with Jet. And fucking Harvey Keitel fad. So Harvey Keitel, it's like exact same thing of the previous time. Right. Where he's like, All right, you, I'll go around back, you go this way, we'll split up and we'll get him. It's the exact same thing that happened the first time. Jet runs into to, to Udi. They have a pretty good fight. Uh, at one point I thought, for like, there's a moment where Jet's down on the ground and Udi just laughs at him and shoots him. And you're like, oh, fuck, he's dead. But he got his fake arm up in time. And right. He blocks that catches, the bullet, he with, the bullet with his that's, fake arm, which is pretty cool. That's pretty Although, cool shit. he can then continue to use that fake arm perfectly fine. Like, it did no damage to it. I'm like, at least have the arm not work anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at which point, all of a sudden, boom, Udi's head blows off. Or he gets shot in the head, he drops his blood pouring out yeah, because yeah. Fat has shot him. Shot but like Fat, that. before he hit, he does, he reveals the fact that, bum, 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 it was Fat that blew your fucking arm off, Jet, not me. He's the one who pulled the trigger. He yeah. set you up the whole time. He was like a sniper up in the roof because he's been working with the syndicates right. and he Jet wouldn't play ball. Paid by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jet wouldn't play ball. And uh, so then Fad raises his gun at him to shoot him. We're Jet. kind of going a little out of order because oh. there's a moment prior. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Right before where he's going to shoot, right before he shoots uh, Udi saving Jet. Yeah. Where you see him take his revolver out because there's a whole thing in the beginning about like, oh, you still carry that old revolver or right, whatever, right, that old right. gun. You see him take his revolver out, dump out all these empty shells, put in one bullet, and close it. And I'm watching it. I'm like, is he just going to kill himself? Like, why would he just do one bullet? He shoots Udi. And then he raises, he draws down on Spike, or on Jet, and, like, makes Jet thinks he's going to shoot him. So Jet then dies, grabs his gun, and kills Fad. Yeah. But that's when Jet realizes he didn't, he was pointing an empty gun at me. He didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. bullets left. Like, and that, that was Fad, like, atoning for the sins of the past. Yeah, like, yeah. Letting him kill him. He was, like, letting him, he was committing suicide by letting him kill him to get over the whole Some thing. even, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, because it was, like, this whole thing, the whole conflict between them was, like, you never played by the fucking rules, you know? You yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And the guy who's who's saying you got to play by the fucking rules is the guy who's corrupt. In yeah, the because the, the rules are the the real world rules as opposed to these code of ethics rules that you live by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to play the game of thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he, yeah. And so and at first when he did that thing with the one bullet, I was like, is he just going to play Russian roulette for some reason? I don't know what's going on. But mm. then you know it's revealed by what happened there. But uh, I like this episode a lot. I like. This makes this backstory makes me like Jet because that's the reason he left the police force in the first place. Right, it wasn't because of the Ganymede Elegy thing. Yeah, with the girl and shit, it's because he got his arm blown off. So that like redeems that backstory for me a lot. And I just I genuinely like this episode. It's another episode where Ed doesn't have fucking anything to do. Right, it's like just another one where like I I feel like the most he's done since she she's done since being on the ship is play chess. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna have some more shit with her next. In the next episode, we talk about, but yeah, she'll come back into the, the phrase. She's like a tertiary character, kind of. It just—it's um, weird that like you would make someone be like a regular. She's on the ship with them. She's yeah. there all the time. Give her something to do. Yeah, uh, show's got no fucking rules, man. For sure. Um, also, the other thing about this is that uh, Udai been in prison forever and then come out. That's a real thing that happens, and it, like. It's like idiocracy where you wake up in a completely different time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a real, that's like a, a, a reflection of like kind of what's happening with Faye and like a lot of people. A big part of the show is all about like losing your sense of self by being unstuck in time in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's what was going on with this Udai guy. I think it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. All right. So that's Black Dog Serenade, right? Black Dog Serenade. That's it for this week. Uh, Born Feral. At Born Farrell. No. At, nope, at Feral Jokes. That's, Born Farrell is... That's Megan Keister. Megan Keister. <laughs> Which, by the way, you should follow her, too. She's fucking hilarious. She's very funny. She's very funny. Um, yeah, follow me back, Megan Keister. <laughs> <laughs> follow Jake Flores. It's at Feral Jokes and all this stuff. And his album's on iTunes and Spotify. That's called Humors. And where do you write your article? Uh, ob- the New York Observer. I write an article called... Or a column called Millennial Reviews. Uh, check it out. Check that out. And uh, if you're in New York, when's the Drunk Spelling Bee? Second Tuesday every month. It's Creek in the Cave. Tuesday of the month, Creek in the Cave. Go to that. I am uh, at Chris Cubis on Twitter and all the Facebooks and everything. And again, if you like our show, tell iTunes. Rate us. Review us. It looks good for people to look at it and see other people listen to us. Uh, we will see you next week. I'm not